I realized I didn't really want to be the person like pulling, you know, these horrible stories out of people and waiting for the next horrible thing to happen. And I wanted to kind of help people utilize media for positive. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I'm Lauren. And I'm Phil. And I'm a little uncomfortable because Phil made me do the intro. We've never done that before. <laughs> Hope I didn't disappoint anyone. <laughs> You're becoming such a little media mogul. I got my headphones on and this is like the longest I've ever worn the over-the-head headphones in front of any type of microphone for my entire life. Here we are, a brand new episode, a brand new person on the phone. This guest is not paying us for advice like every other client we have. They're paying in the form of letting us air their dirty laundry for you to listen to and learn from. Okay, maybe not dirty laundry, but they definitely, they're being vulnerable. And especially with this episode, I really appreciate how real Erin was. Erin is awesome. She's a media coach. She has worked in communication. She's worked in front of an audience for a long time. And this time the spotlight is turned on her not in a sense of performing or giving advice, but taking advice. And it was vulnerable and it was real and it was great. All right. Oh, is that you saying, let's listen to the interview? Let's go for it. Okay. Here's our chat with Aaron. My name is Aaron, and I am from the Midwest. I went to journalism school, and I was a reporter and a news anchor for a number of years, and then moved out to Los Angeles and got into a lot of hosting and some comedy writing and producing things. And now I'm working more on the corporate end of end of things. I do communications and I host a couple events for a corporation that's based in Palo Alto. And I just finished my professional coaching program. Actually, I'm certifying uh, next month. And I want to open up my own kind of coaching and communications company uh, to where I do help people with public speaking and just media training and uh, work with executives and also, you know, small business owners. That's really, really cool. Thank you. So... What triggered that switch from being a journalist and being in the trenches to wanting to teach people? Well, I got tired of like, I had, you know, like a family yelling at me because they didn't want to talk about tragedy. And um, I realized I didn't really want to be the person like pulling, you know, these horrible stories out of people and waiting for the next horrible thing to happen. And I wanted to kind of help people be able to utilize media in a for positive and and to make it a, you know more of a positive thing. And so I started kind of working with people. I've worked with a couple. I work for a biotech company right now, so I've worked with a couple of physicians that are now on the doctors and you know I've helped them sort of translate their expertise into a message that's relatable and understandable to the public. If that makes sense. It definitely does. What can we help you with? If there was one thing that you hope to get out of this call, one plan or sort of action item, mm-hmm. what would it be? I think uh, to get some direction. You know, I think that I have, I have like kind of a lot of things going and I need to sort of pick one so that I can stay focused. I have a tendency to get excited about a lot of different things. And my challenge is, is having a singular focus so that I can move forward and um, instead of like trying to dabble in all these different 
little areas. Because I think that part of me with my brand is that, you know, I've kind of been in the healthcare um, or wellness space for so long and I'm fine sticking there, but I also don't mind like branching back into entertainment and things, but I just, I want to like get a singular focus and stick with it. If that makes any sense at all. It makes a lot of sense. That singular focus is super essential for people to understand who the heck you are and why they should pay attention or care. Because if there's too many balls that we're juggling, then we lose people's attention span. We lose their attention to something else or someone else. And we don't want that. We want to grab them really quickly. So what are you most excited about? We know the technical nuts and bolts, but how do you feel about this move? What are you excited about? What, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, this is going to be a fun pivot. Why? What are you excited about? I love helping people tell their story. What makes me excited is, you know, I want to ultimately, I want to bring like, ultimately what makes me excited is bringing like civility back to the media. (laughs) Like I want us, I want to help people communicate better in a more positive way. I feel like you turn on, you turn on anything now and it's, just drags you down and it drains you. And so I like to sort of meld my, I guess, healthcare and wellness sort of background for the last, I guess, 10 years with the media experience that I have prior to that and bring back like this sort of holistic thinking in the media. It sounds so like esoteric, but that's that's really what I want to do. I want people to think before they report a story or before they get into like a live situation where there's rattling off, like almost to bring that sense of consciousness into the back into the media. Do you like to make money or is that important to you? Yes, it is important to me. Have you given consideration to how you'll monetize this idea, which sounds great, by the way, where, where are you at on that front? Um, you know, I haven't, I've, I guess basically like having like, uh, clients and being paid in terms of meetings and one-on-one consultations and things, what I need to definitely sort of put my energy into, and that's why I need to pick a singular focus, is have some sort of online presence. And that's where, you know, I, I don't, I, I need a lot of guidance because I'm not sure where to go and how to go on that. Good. Even though that doesn't feel like a good answer, it was a good answer because it gives me some idea of where we can focus this discussion so you feel very good about that. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I'm really clear on on the angle so that we can kind of better articulate it. I mm-hmm. loved when you said, I love helping people tell their story. Like that could go on, mm-hmm. that could be like the first thing you see on a website. Mm-hmm. I think that was awesome. I'm trying to see if the healthcare and wellness angle needs to be part of how we position you. So could you sort of walk me through how where you're seeing the similarities and if it's important to you to keep that healthcare angle? Okay. I think the way I see it is just, you know, um, I've worked with so many different wellness areas and specifically medical and healthcare areas, whether it be counselors, physicians, psychiatry, just kind of wellness in a sense of like how to like I, I guess the, the 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 component that I think that connects the two are the fact that the news cycle and 
much of like local news and news and media is so like on a hamster wheel of driving and like they don't have a chance to stop and consider and have this like awareness and consciousness about how they're reporting and what they're reporting. And and now there's this sort of cycle of defamation of the media that I think if we could like blend the two together and, and they might not be, they might not be connected. It might just be more about, you know, let's bring like consciousness in terms of just thinking about what we're really putting out there back into to the folks that are actually on the front lines speaking to the public every day. So it might not be necessarily a health and wellness in general, but it might just be like keeping the the health and wellness of the people in the media so that they feel like supported and empowered. Okay, here's what I'm what's coming to my mind and you can let me know if this feels right or if it feels wrong, but I'm thinking this the the sort of the overall angle of encouraging people to use their voices positively to create like good stories that have good vibes and to just add good things and just like you said civility back to America. I see that as the overarching umbrella and I imagine you having set programs for people in different industries and that would include health. So for example, maybe you would have a program that actually trains physicians on how to better public speak for conferences. Or maybe you have another program that teaches professionals like dentists and doctors and whoever how to um, be effective guests if they're called in to, you know, have a spot on a news show. But I think right now, at least to me, the positivity is the strongest thing that you've got and it, mm-hmm. it's accessible to everyone. And then for people who are in health and wellness, they can kind of drill in and get a program that's right for them. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> well, does, but making sense is one thing, but are, does that excite you? Yeah, no, definitely. Like most definitely. That's I meant that in a, in a good way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it does. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking yeah. like, I don't know. I, I Are you planning to brand your coaching services yourself? Are you wanting to do a company name? I have a company name um, idea. That's ultimately what I'd like to do. But I've been sort of counseled in the past that you need to use your own name. You know, I, I have sort of broad scope um, idea. But, you know, that, that was actually going to be one of the questions I had for for this conversation is, you know, is it better to get your name, your personal name out there, or is it better to build a brand, you know, around the theme? Did you already buy the domain for the the business idea that you're thinking? Yes, I did. Good. The dot com? Yes, the dot com. It's close to it. I mean, I would probably ultimately change it a little bit because the one I wanted, I just wanted Crescendo Mm -hmm. and that's taken, but I changed it to uh, CrescendoStation.com. When you look back at the clients who've hired you and looking forward at the ones that are going to be hiring you, why do they hire you? They hire me because it's a great question because I am real I'm I'm very relatable and people open up to me on a one-on-one sort of session. I can really I really connect well with the person. I'm big on eye contact and I kind of just make the the person feel at ease and help them you know, grow the confidence with themselves, whether it's public speaking or speaking to a television spot or just helping them with a presentation, helping them with a pitch. 
and I help get to the meat of what they want to say and help them, you know, focus on those like main points so that they can get their point across and either get their pitch or get their, you know, spot booked on a specific show or whether they just want to, you know, meet with like a new client and have to pitch an idea or something or pitch themselves. Hey there, it's time for a pause in this podcast so I can tell you a little bit about Phil and Lauren and what they offer. The reason of this podcast, it's a brand audit. You can get 90 minutes with Phil and Lauren privately, non-recorded. If you're interested in that brand audit, go ahead and go on over to philpallon.expert slash therapy for your 15% discount. Back to the show now. Do you do the work? Or is it you doing it? Or is this, are you going to have a team also doing this? What's your vision for that? The vision would be to have a team. I help with a little bit, but I'd want a lot of technical, you know, support and things. And whether it's, I mean, ultimately, I'd like to have people working for me that do a lot of the the artistic uh, and, and tech sort of things. Would the team be executing your ideas, things that you've developed? Yes. Do you think people hire you because of you, your personality, your perspective on things? Yes, I do. All of these answers are pointing to a strong consideration for a brand built on your name. To me, something that could potentially be generic, such as the term crescendo, doesn't feel as exciting or unique as what you bring to the table. And what I like is you've already proven through past client work Mm -hmm. that people are willing to put money on the table for. So one thing, if I were you, there's no right or wrong. I'm actually super happy this came up on this conversation because this is Wouldn't you say, Lauren, this is probably what we tackle the most in terms of if we had to narrow down, Lauren's nodding, one question that we get asked the most is, should my brand be a name or should it be my name? And in this case, because everything is so heavily based on your perspective and your experience and your philosophy and your teachings, I kind of think that a personal brand might really work in this case. And within that personal brand, you're able to develop programs and sub-brands where that crescendo concept can can come back into play. Mm-hmm. People have such yeah, short attention. Well, yeah, because people have such short attention spans. So why would we, in the three seconds we have to grab them, hit them with a generic name? I'd rather hit them with your name and make them understand what you bring to the table. And once we build that trust or that even that intrigue, which will turn into trust, then we use some of these terms that have meaning to you, such as this term of crescendo, makes sense in this context, given the nature of what you're doing. Then we start to play with those within the naming of your services, for example, or any other aspect of your sub-brands. What do you think about that? I love that. I really love that. It feels right, and it, it helps give me per- some perspective on getting over the fact that my brand is is just my name out there, but it actually has substance behind it, which feels a lot more, feels like it's coming from a better place for me. Yeah, it puts you as the expert, not the company name that you're hiding behind. You are the one that people should be paying for knowledge. Mm-hmm. So let's talk... Thank a, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Let's talk a little bit about 
the services you're thinking of offering specifically. So you mentioned consultations. Have you thought of a structure of those services or or any pricing, anything like that? I have not set out pricing yet. I mean, I've been dabbling a little bit and just sort of changing it up because I was working in-house for so long and this would be opening up my own business. So I have an idea, but it would probably be like an hourly sort of consultation. And then that would be an initial consultation and then hired, you know, project to project, depending on what the client needs. And so, you know, in the past, it's just been so tailored for exactly like specifically what that person needs that um, I've just sort of been pretty flexible, but I need to definitely set up sort of a, a system so that I have some consistency. Are you wanting to work with companies and individuals within those companies or do you think you'll be working with professionals on an individual basis? You know, I think it'll be a combination, honestly. I think there's a lot of companies that are looking for people like this that help their executives communicate. And and I shouldn't say executives, but any kind of leader that's leading, you know, any kind of team, help them communicate better and create a more dynamic team around them. And so there's a lot of companies that hire to help for me to help the leaders. And then there could be people in a smaller business sort of situation where they're focused on, you know, growing their business and becoming a a more dynamic leader themselves. So that would be more of a one-on-one. Cool. I'm just jotting down some notes of a potential service structure to think about. One, this is probably the one of the greatest learning moments of of our working history is we used to do custom quotes for every client that asked us for one. And it takes a long time to put a quote together, like hours and hours and hours that you're not getting paid for. And as and and as soon as you create something custom, it makes it more collaborative and people are going back and forth and and thinking that they really have a say in how things should be done when you're the expert. And it essentially takes the power seat away from you. And so we found that as soon as we created a set services menu that said, this is how it's going to go. These are the services. Pick what you want and pick and choose. This is mandatory to begin. As soon as we created those, even though no one had really done it before, once we made it law, we found that people respected it a lot more. And it made the sort of custom quote process completely obsolete. So when you're starting out with your own company, you're going to be wearing many, many hats and working a lot. So I would encourage you to think of your own services menu with a set number of calls, a set number of um, exercises. If you want a mandatory audit at the beginning, add that in there and just kind of make, make that your menu that people have to choose from. That's really interesting. That's great. Yeah. So something you might also... To, oh, so, oh, I'm so sorry. You uh, go on. Go on. No, no, no. I, I think that it it gives, you know, clarity and and uh, framework to me, but then I, I can see where that would be beneficial for the client to just give them a little structure so that they know like this is what, you know, this is what I can expect as a customer and this is what, you know, is required of me to put my time in to make, you know, our sessions the most beneficial for both parties. So I can see that it kind of puts the responsibility on on both of us so that make sure that I can deliver for them. So yeah. that makes sense. It's defining those parameters. People like parameters from the moment they're brought into the world to the moment they leave. You know, we always need rules 
Because if we don't have rules, we don't play within them. And you get to a point in a business and with growth where you don't have time to spend on maybes. You only have time to spend on the people that help you pay your bills, you know? And so it's kind of realizing that earlier and streamlining that process will definitely help you. Yeah. So for you, I'm imagining three potential customers and and you can change them as you'd like, but I'm imagining a one-on-one consulting program where people who own their own practice or just want media training and don't have a company budget behind them aside from their own, I'm imagining that is one level of service. And for another one, I could really see you doing is a group coaching, like group media training. That's something that I think anyone from any industry could really benefit from, including yours truly. You can tell I don't speak in sound bites. <laughs> but you could do like boot camps, group classes, online courses and webinars and really be catering more to the masses for this one without worrying about industry as much. And then for your kind of third level, this is probably the most coveted would be those actual executive training programs. So I would encourage you to think about what people at the C-level of these healthcare organizations would be looking for and create a program that allows both one-on-one interaction and, and sort of skill building sessions with the executives, but also some group coaching sessions within their team. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's so good. Uh, and it makes sense having this kind of three tiers. And I think it also, it, it kind of digs into and challenges me to really look at what I've done with some of these executives and dig in to find, you know, deeper what they really need and what, what has stuck and what, you know, kind of fell flat. And that sort of gives me a good idea to focus. I, I think that at the beginning of the session, I feel like I was all over the place because I didn't know, you know, how to, to hone in. But if you're saying, me and this feels right to be able to say you know you can do one-on-one sessions you can do some group coaching and you can also like have a tier where you're working with executives without having to pick one just pick you know your sort of I guess your style you don't have to like necessarily pick one particular kind of client keep that a little bit open but tailor each deliverable to each of those exactly because your goal here Erin is that people identify themselves in what you offer. You know, you can't be everything to everyone because you appeal effectively to no one. Whereas when you define these three these three audiences, I go, hey, she specializes in me, you know, in what I do. And then that makes me even more excited to reach out, take that conversation from online to off and, and work together with you. And maybe it's not even taking it from online to off. If you're able to establish your your reputation and, and work in this space and build your name, then you could create online courses where they don't actually require any of your time. It's a deliverable that you create and you sell and generates a passive income. These are like level two goals, you know, once you create this and start to, you know, get your name out there. Right, right. The other thing too, to not put too much pressure on yourself from the get-go we're forecasting here, like every business does. We're going to forecast what we're going to do this year and how we're going to do it. But until we get out there and start doing it, we aren't really going to have the intel to know every detail about that demand. When you start doing this, you have some idea of where you want to go. But once you actually start working and doing 
that's when you're going to learn so much about where you're really needed and how you're satisfying that need. So it's important to be aware of that and to be flexible and to be open to pivot slightly once you get going. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And I think that that's probably one of the concerns that I have from working in-house for so long, opening up my own business and like making that jump. So I appreciate you, you know, addressing that. Cool. I'm really liking this, this angle. The more I'm thinking about it, we go to Aaron's page, we see these set services that you offer for different types of people and it's all tied up with a happy, positive bow. I think it's really cool. Thank you. I'm actually just taking a little bit of notes myself. I love it. This is a reoccurring theme on the podcast where the guest starts to get a little bit more quiet because we know they're also taking notes, which is great. (laughs) 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 Which, and of course, this is recorded. um, So you'd be able to listen back. But I feel like we've made a lot of ground on this discussion. Um, Some really good ideas that you can take and run with. What are your next steps and what are you most excited about? I'm most excited to start thinking about kind of my suite of services in terms of the three components, the, you know, private one-on-one, the group media coaching, and then the executive level and digging into each of those and figuring out how, you know, what I want to contribute to those. And then, like you said, very eloquently, you know, as I start to do this, I can tailor them and see what works, what sticks, what doesn't, and mold those, each of those and change them. You know, everything's fluid. But start with that that three point basis. Least gives me a least gives me a starting point. Cool. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited too. I can't thank you enough. This has been really great. And I was a little nervous going into it because I just wasn't sure, you know, what to expect. But I really this has been great. Well, and what's fun is you've been really kind of open and candid about where you're at and things you're not certain about. And that's Which helped. is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, but that's normal. Welcome to real life. And we get to kind of plug in and navigate this with you. But also we've got people who are listening who are like, oh my God, I'm like her. I know what she's going through. I feel this. And starting to take those next steps and to, to understand what that looks like is really useful. So make sure as you go and build this out that you share any of those milestones or moments where you go, that's what we talked about. And now I have something to show for it. Make sure you circle back with us and and share those. Thank you. I will. I'm not comfortable being the person that is answering the questions and not knowing where I'm going. I'm usually the person that's asking questions. And so this has been definitely a good learning experience for me. (laughs) It's been great. It's been great. You've got so much you need to do on your to-do list. I'm excited for you. And so we'll let you get to it. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Erin. We've enjoyed this as much as you and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Great. Thanks so much. What was so interesting is that we talked about how to make it easier for Erin's potential customers to buy from her when really Erin just needed less decisions herself. She needed to kind of be told, this is the plan to follow, now hit the ground running. When you're standing there and there's all these different directions you can go in, those decisions can paralyze you. Yep. And I think Erin admitted that she was nervous for that call because she didn't even necessarily know what she needed or what direction she was going in. So we appreciate you, Erin, for being so such a good sport to, yeah. to figure that out. I know that advice and seeing that kind of trajectory from where we started to where we finished will inspire lots of people. Hey, 
Thanks for hanging out with us this long. You've made it till the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, leave us a review in the iTunes store. If you've got something you want to say, send us a tweet. Hashtag brand therapy. I am at Phil Palin. I'm at the Lauren Moore. We want to hear from you. Thank you again for hanging out with us. And we will see you on the next episode of Brand Therapy. See you next time. And here's a little preview of our next episode. No matter what I create, I want to make sure that it's from just a genuine, authentic place of love to bring happiness to other people um, around me who see what I create and what others create in this world as well. 